Welcome to the podcast. I'm Rosa Coelho, your host, lifestyle entrepreneur, health coach, and speaker. I've gone from being in complete overwhelm, burning the candle at both ends, and watching my health, relationships, and business suffer, to creating a life with more joy, ease, and abundance. If you're ready to let go of the overwhelm, reclaim your health, and push past your comfort zone so that you can unleash your next level of success to create a greater impact, then sit back as we delve into conversations as well as bring on guests to share with you tools, knowledge, and real action steps to get you there. Listen in because you never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, hello, beautiful friend. Oh my goodness, I'm excited to bring you today's episode. We are going to talk about the need for a nutritional audit in setting a budget. And I am definitely not talking about money in any way, but I have a confession to make. I have this like little guilty pleasure of watching YouTube videos of people helping others with their finances because budgeting's always been something that intrigues me. It's always been something I'm very good at because again, my mom taught me. So I think it all always really depends on our backgrounds um, and different situations as to why some people find it effortless and some people find it difficult. So I watch people like Dave Ramsey, Caleb Hammer, um, even what's that um, latte guy? I can't remember his name right now. But anyways, I like watching them give advice to people. And when you find something easy, it's like you see it so clearly and you're like, why can't they just get this? And why are they putting themselves in such a horrible position? And don't they see their futures and and how, you know, how really difficult and stressful they are going to be if they don't get things under control? And then it had me looking at nutrition. And I thought, my goodness, it's the exact same with nutrition. Like success in one area of our lives is the same principles as success in any area of our lives. And we all have that one area that we tend to be weak on and that's okay. Like I, I know I definitely have areas that I'm weak in. I am not perfect by any means. And there are things even within nutrition and budgeting and finances that I would like to take to another level. So I think that there is always this room for growth. But how do you get to the point where the very least your future looks good? It looks solid. You know, for example, maybe you're not at the at the point where you're going to be a multimillionaire, but maybe you'll have hundreds of thousands saved for retirement. Like that's still going to be amazing when it comes to the finances. And same thing with nutrition. Maybe you don't want to get to the point where you have a six pack and are, you know, doing all sorts of crazy, I don't know, things in the gym or whatever, but you want to get to the point where you know you're going to feel really good in your body, where you're going to have the energy to take you through your everyday life, where you know that you're doing everything for the prevention of disease and that you're just, yeah, you're feeling really good and you know that, you know, chances are you're going to be here for a long time and in a good, um, a good state because, There's one thing for sure that I admire about my mom and that I've noticed recently about people that are elderly is that when you get into those elderly years, it's about your physical body, how it's going to take you. Like, are you going to have a good quality of life? My mom actually, it's so funny. Yesterday she dropped off some food, which she (laughs) does occasionally. And I've just stopped fighting it because she loves it. And you know, I can't, I can't complain. That's for sure. And I'm grateful. Um, 
But I remember when she closed the door because she quickly dropped it off. She was on her way to do something else. And I thought, my gosh, I just can't believe at 83, you like you look like a teenager in some ways. Like she was just dressed so cute in her jeans and her little cute modern jacket. And I know like she's strong. She's physically strong. I would say she's as strong as I am. Like we can lift the same weight of things and everything. And sometimes maybe she can even do more. And then there was another example this past weekend I went to like a dinner for our Portuguese um, cultural society. It was so much fun. And there was a man there who was 93. He had just come back from Portugal two days before and walking straight, no hunchback, no like weakness at all, going up to people, shaking their hands, walking. You know, I would have given him, said he was in his 70s and and a fit 70-year-old in that case. And then you see other people that age and they're, you know, in care homes and and the muscle mass is gone and they're very weak. Now, I know, I understand that circumstances, of course, for um, people can happen in life and, and, and things happen, definitely. But I'm just saying that we really can, we really need to do everything we can in order to have a good quality of life and still enjoy life into as many years as we can. And that comes with... Um, obviously finances help, but also, yes, definitely nutrition. So what do I need by, by, what do I mean by nutritional audit? Well, when I have, when I have my clients get started, I have them track their, um, calories, their macros, their protein, and their carbohydrates. Um, and this is where we see where we're at. This is like the, you know, when you're gathering all your finances together to see exactly where you are, you're gathering your bills, you're gathering your expenses, all the things. Cause it's like time to stop burying your head and look honestly at what is going on. Where are we overspending? Where are, um, you know, where are those habits that are not great for us because the financial audit will show it. Are we eating out all the time? Are we, you know, what are our guilty pleasures that are not serving us for the future? And here's the thing, just like budgeting how, yes, maybe like you're going, you're eating out or you are, maybe your guilty pleasure is going to movies or, or whatever it is that once you get there and you've got like a great savings and you've finished paying off debt, you actually have room in your budget for those guilty pleasures. And you know, it's the exact same with nutrition. Once you get to your goals, you will have a room in your budget to eat those things that you desire, to go on a holiday and not have to track, to go on a holiday and just enjoy whatever it is stress-free that you want to eat, to have that birthday party and not have to like look at everything that you are choosing to eat. Now, if you continue with that, just like once you're in a healthy space with your budget, then you can, you risk the danger of going back to where you were. But what I'm saying is that there is actually room for that, that it doesn't have to be super hard all the time. But in order to get there, yes, there has to be some sort of sacrifice, some sort of discipline put in place in order to get there first. So I have people track their, their food and their calories and all of it for a few days so that we can see like, where are you at? And then from there, we set the budget. So what is the budget? The budget is the number of calories that you should be eating daily just to maintain where you're at. Plus then taking that number and allocating a percentage to each of the macronutrients, the proteins, the carbs, and the fats. So the easiest way to do it now, of course, for my clients, I have a bit of a formula that's a little more exact, but this will work. So don't underestimate it. It will still work. 
what you do is you take your weight and you multiply it by 10 in order to get your calories for the day. So in this case, say you're 150 pounds, you're going to multiply that by 10. And that means that you are going to be having 1500 calories per day. From there, you then break down your macros. So your proteins, your carbs, and your fats, and you allocate 30% of those calories to protein, 35% to carbs, and 35% to fats. Now, yes, when you work with a coach and as your goals change, you can manipulate those numbers a, a bit in terms of the percentages. Um, you can do a little bit less carbs, a little more fats. Protein usually stays around 30% unless you're really got some intense strength training that's coming, then you may need to up that as well. But they're always around that percentage between the 30 and the 40%. So I would suggest to start off with those numbers, the 30, 35, and 35 to begin with. So once you do that, then it's time to stick to it. And this is where the learning comes from. And this is where, yes, the frustration comes, the new habits forming have to come, the discipline has to come, and it's not easy. Is it worth it? Absolutely. So what the magic happens is you start to realize, for example, maybe you're eating a lot of, oh, I don't know, pasta, for example. And all of a sudden you realize that when you're tracking the pasta, that you are having two times your carbohydrate intake for the day. Because one, usually the serving size on the back is much smaller than what we actually have. And maybe that food is just not worth it. It's just way too high in carbohydrate, not allowing you to have those more complex carbs such as sweet potato and potato. And even rice is a very good carbohydrate to have. But again, even with the healthier carbs, we need to measure and track and see how many carbs we are getting. And I do find that within carbohydrates, that tends to be the one that we're overeating. Now, carbohydrates are amazing. We need them. I'm not into um, zero carbs whatsoever. However, they are what give us energy. We need them for our muscles too, in order to train well and have the energy to train. But if we are not working out, if we're not getting our steps, and if we're not using that energy, then we are overeating that energy so easily. And so that's where we run into problems. That's where the weight gain comes, starts to come in. But also carbohydrates throw our blood sugars all over the place when we have too many. And that's where our cravings come. That's where our energy crashes come. That's where the disruption to our sleep comes. And the list goes on. So simply starting to rein that in because we're tracking is going to make a huge difference. But we are learning about the value of those foods, learning about the different proteins that might have zero fat, low fat and high protein, or a bit more fat and less protein and less protein. And those are all a, a part of our healthy diet. It's just, what have we had that day? And do they fit in to our, for our day? So for example, if I want low fat, I'm going to have turkey and I'm going to have some, maybe some prawns because maybe I've had my fats somewhere else in the day. Maybe I've had added olive oil to my veggies and I added a little extra and whatever it is. And so that's how I start to manipulate the numbers just to ensure that I'm getting in what I need. But learning about the different foods and what value they have, that takes time. And that's 
just like budgeting and just like sticking to that budget, it's going to take time to get there, but you want to get there as quickly as you can and learning about it rather than hiding or rather than wondering like what is going on and why can't I lose weight and I don't eat very much and this and that. And that's true. You probably don't eat like a lot or you don't eat all day and then you eat at dinner and you know, the list goes on, but we, we go into this like victim mode and this defeatist mode and this mode of like, I just don't know what it is when really, if we start to audit and now budget by actually allocating those numbers, tracking them, then things will start to shift and they'll start to feel so much better. And here's the thing, you might fail the first few times, that's okay. And that's where, again, we pick ourselves up and we start again. And we don't feel like maybe starting again isn't even a good, a good choice of words. I think we just continue the journey. Just like budgeting, you might have like, okay, this month I didn't do what I was supposed to. Okay, that's it. This month coming, like it's the start of a new month. I'm going to go for it. Same thing with tracking. Only don't use months, use days. Yesterday I didn't track. Yesterday I didn't do this. Okay, today I'm doing it. I'm not allowing myself to fail at this. And so what happens is when you start to learn and you start to apply and be in action, those days where you fail become fewer and fewer. And we don't even, like I said, we don't look at them as failure. I just probably lack of a better choice of words at the moment, but we do need to be tracking in order to make progress. So what, how to do this? Look, number one is simplicity is key and people overcomplicate everything. I say, cook yourself some protein, simply cook yourself some veggies and a little bit of carbohydrate. So for example, today I have, um, some chicken breast with lots of cool herbs and spices in it. Then I have a bit of sweet potato and I have some steamed broccoli. Just keep it simple at the beginning. Don't start making all these fancy like curries and stews and this and that and that make it so difficult to track. That's not the season that you're in right now. Give yourself the simplicity in order to be able to do the work. And then you start to look at like, you know, audit yourself at the end of each day. Where did I overspend? Where did I underspend? Right? Because under eating isn't great for us either. But audit yourself and and audit means just have a little review, a little reflection of the night with guilt free, just so that the next day you could be like, okay, this is what I'm going to tweak without judgment so that we can move forward. So it's definitely not easy. Like I said, it's not an easy thing to do. And here's the thing. Sadly, not everyone has to do it. And that can feel unfair. It's just like some people... I think even very successful people budget to an extent, but do they have to budget as carefully? Maybe not. There's people that maybe they don't need to track. They are, they just intuitively are eating well. They know to focus on their protein. They have, you know, lower carbohydrates, make sure they're including their fats and they're working out regularly and they feel amazing. Their energies, the energy levels are good and they just don't need to do it. And you know, that's hard. It's not fair. It feels like it's not fair, right? Same thing with people who just seem to have all the money and it comes easy to them and they can invest it and they know what they're doing and they're doing awesome, right? But we are all different. And so some of us need more help in certain areas than others. And so 
if weight is your area that you are just carrying too much weight for what is considered healthy and you see down the road, because here's the thing, it's not always about the weight we're carrying now. It's that if we continue on this path, that down the road, where are we in five years, 10 years, 15 years? Are we carrying even more? Is it now presenting itself in other ways? Is it presenting itself in things like diabetes, high cholesterol? Like what, how is it going to present itself? And so it is more than just the weight, but the weight is a sign. It's just like when we're budgeting, a sign is maybe not being able to pay our rent and having to live, you know, move in with family and be on a couch or whatever it is, right? But there are signs. And so wherever our starting point is, it's okay, but it's time to be super honest. Ask yourself like, okay, where am I? And not just ask, but actually track and look and be honest with yourself and then start to take the steps forward and, um, start to put those steps forward, put a plan in place, plan out your meals. Planning is key. And I also, one last tip that just popped into my head is have the same foods for a while, have the same breakfast, the same lunch, maybe dinner is a little different, but keep it easy for yourself at the start. Don't overcomplicate it, but you are worth it. And it is so absolutely worth it to be on this journey for your health, for yourself, so that you have this amazing energy and you feel great for many years to come. All right, my friend, have a beautiful week. And any questions, just message me, especially on Instagram. I'm pretty quick on there. My Instagram handle is at rockofit, R-O-C-O-F-I-T. You can send me messages there. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend and post about it on Instagram. That would really mean the world to me. And Stay tuned as I am in the middle of our six-week program, the Simply Strong program with the ladies. It's going incredibly well. It's so much fun. It really is my passion, and I just love running these group coaching programs. And the next one will be early in the new year. Thank you so much for listening in today. I know time is precious, and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learned something new. If you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.